Hello everybody, my name is Abby Murphy and welcome back to the That's Life podcast. I have a very, very exciting and special announcement for you guys, but before I get into that, I just want to let you know what this podcast is about. This is a Christian podcast dedicated to navigating the rough transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. So now it's time for my announcement. I have a guest and his name is... Hudson Blocke. Hudson Blocke. If you know Hudson, you know love. <laughs> you know a joyful person. Um, Hudson and I are in the same class at Belmont Musical Theater 2025. Let's go. Woo! Represent. Represent. So Hudson, would you like to introduce yourself to the people of the pod? Yeah. Uh, hey guys, I'm Hudson. Um, hey guys. <laughs> um, Hudson does musical theater. Yeah, I do musical theater. And what show were you most recently in? I was just in Sondheim on Sondheim. And he was phenomenal. Like literally. Oh, stop it. When I tell you, I've already told you this, but for the people listening, like watching Hudson up there, what was the song that you sang? Franklin Shepherding. The one where you're like, zing, zing. Bring, It was so funny because he was like, it was like a song where you had to like a he said, she said kind of thing where it was like, oh, I'm talking on the phone to this person and then, oh, the phone is ringing and then, oh, well, I'm telling this person that it was just like your mind is in so many different places and you did so good. Like executing that would have been so hard to get caught up in like the energy of it. But you were just so particular and like, Thank you. he's like, he's like, no, he's like cowering right now. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, what other shows have you done? Before um, pre-college, pre-Belmont. Pre-college. Um, well, obviously COVID screwed with a lot of things. Yep. Um, so I had a few shows get canceled, but the one that I was in right before coming to college was called Emma. It was based Emma. on the um, the Jane Austen novel. I think it was Jane Austen. Um, and it was like a jukebox musical of a bunch of like, Aww. you know, powerful female singers. Um, yeah. And so I played the like role. Like me. Yeah. And like Hudson, powerful <laughs> female. Okay, anyways, keep and going. So, <laughs> and so I, I played the role of Frankie Churchill, who was like the rock star, whatever, whatever. Oh, um, Hudson, you're my rock star. Thank you, Abby. You're, you're my welcome. rock star. Oh, stop it. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so what else do you do besides theater? What are some other besides things Besides theater? Um, well, I'm a huge, like, math nerd um oh, really, really yeah. like math um but i haven't gotten the chance to do a whole lot of math since getting oh yeah because you're aren't you doing bm instead of bfa i am doing bm so i really yeah. like music theory as well yeah. music theory is where it's at um, so explain to the people what music theory is for non-music listeners or yeah music so speakers. music theory is basically just like the theory of how music works so it's good like, explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Merriam-Webster dictionary of me. Yeah. Um, it's basically like, um, you know, you you take you take music and you define it and you explain it in terms of here's how chords work and here's how they relate to each other and here's what they do here's why it works, um, and and just stuff like that. It's very much music came first and then we developed a language to mm. explain it. Yeah. And he got real passionate in his body language when he was talking about it with the hands and everything. So you know he really loves it. Um, but yeah, so that is Hudson Balake in a short little nutshell. Um, I've Hudson was my first like friend friend in college because we <laughs> funny story. So we met like all of our class, and I just got super overwhelmed like with all the energy when everyone in the musical theater program was together. And for some reason, I was like. 
I just saw Hudson and I was like, that guy looks like he would be my friend that'll make me not scared. <laughs> and it, like, if any of my friends, uh, any of the MTs are listening, love all of you guys, but we're energetic people. <laughs> we're a scary bunch. Yeah, we're a lot to handle. Um, and now I'm one of them scared, doing the scary. <laughs> yeah. So it's great. But I was just like, hey, Hudson, want to walk around and like see our classes together, like find where our classes are? And he was like, sure. And then from there, now we're here. The rest is history. And the rest is history. But um, one, I think it was definitely a God thing because Hudson is a super strong Christian. And you would know that within like the first like five minutes of meeting Hudson that he's just very, everything he does is very Christ driven. And ma- majority of our conversations somehow or another lead into Christ in some way, I feel like, if we're in, like, a deep conversation, um, if we're just talking about, like, I don't know, cupcakes or something, it's, like, maybe not, but, um... This cupcake represents the blood of Christ. (laughs) The blood of Christ. The red velvet is just, oh, wonderful. But anyways, um, yeah, so we're gonna dive into that a little bit. Hudson is so much more, um, than just an actor, and before he's an actor and a performer, he's a Christian, and so we're gonna talk about that. But before we get into that, I wanted to start off with a little game, and Hudson doesn't know what this game is yet. I don't. I'm um, scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> it's okay. It'll be fun. So the game that we're gonna play today is she's a ten, but. Oh. So do no, you know this game? I do. <laughs> okay. So for those that don't know this game, uh, do you want to explain it since you know how to play? Um, I mean, I, I assume I know how to play. It's just What's your like, best guess? It's just like, you know, you say, you describe someone, you're like, she's she's a 10, however, and then you list, like, some sort of flaw yeah. or whatever and see what that changes yeah. the scale to. Yes, okay, perfect, awesome. So that's how it works. We're going to do a fun little round of that, just so you guys can really know the real Hudson, and we'll see how honest he truly is. <laughs> Um, I don't have any of these planned out, so I'm just going to come up with them on the top of my head. Oh, okay. So, she's a 10, but she, her, oh, she's a 10, but her hands smell like butter. Always. But her hands smell They like, always smell like butter. How, how often am I smelling someone's hands? Well, I guess that's a personal preference. Like, I you know, if you're a true gentleman, Hudson, you'll be kissing your lady's hand. That is true. Her. But, but I, like, if you shake her hand or something. I also don't have that strong of a sense of smell. So that oh. I feel like that's not going to bother me that much. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Hudson's colorblind, too. That, that has nothing to do with smell. <laughs> I know. I just that thought... has nothing to do with popcorn. <laughs> I just thought popcorn. Oh, butter. Oh, butter. I was thinking <laughs> popcorn in my head. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean... If anything, it only knocks down to like a nine, but I'm wow. not sure it actually does anything. I don't know if I okay. care that much. Okay, all you bakers out there, Hudson <laughs> will not care if your hands smell like butter. Hey, butter smells good. So those, I want to know. Okay, she's a 10, but she hates dogs. But she hates Like, hates them. <sighs> See... Once again, I'm not sure I really care that much. Wow! Because like, I, I like dogs, but I don't, like, I'm allergic to dogs, so I don't really, like, oh, want a dog what? anyways. You're colorblind and you're allergic to dogs. Yeah, I just got and the... And you can't smell very <laughs> And much. I can't smell very well. It's just My poor a Hudson. rough time out here. Um, but, I mean, it, <laughs> okay. like, how much... Are we talking, like, like, how much are we talking? What level of hate? Um, she hates it. She doesn't talk about it often. Like, it's okay. not like she's going out telling people to hate okay. dogs. She just, it's a... Like, how I feel about stickers. Like, I hate stickers. Okay, so if it's, like, 
she's not gonna like be mean to a dog or anything like no, that. No, but like she'll scoff in its direction. Like you pass and, and she's like, ugh. Okay. Like, in that, that case, in that case, I'll say like a seven or an eight. Okay. Not not too bad, but worse That's than the bad. butter thing. Worse than butter. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I don't know. Like Peter is allergic to dogs, like so he can't really be around them, uh, but he likes them. I mean, he has one. Bear. And you know he just takes Zyrtec and it's fine, <laughs> so everything's good. Um, okay, she's a ten, but she won't come to any of your shows. But she won't come to she any won't see of the shows? any show. I mean, how much does she really love me then? Yeah, um, I mean, true. Make I it I gotta go with like a three or a four. I know. I would. That's just that would not make okay. Me so I sad. know. And that's not even like a, like, oh, you have to come see me. It's more of just like a, like a this is my life. Enough about yeah. Me. Yeah. Like, this is, this is everything. Ugh. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm going with the three. Yeah. Okay, make it or break it. She'll come see your shows, but she won't go with you to see other shows. Oh, man. That's like a five. Okay. Yeah. That's a solid. I don't know, though. I, I love, that's like my favorite hobby. It's. I don't know, because it's it's better than not coming to see my shows. That's but true. But it's still... Maybe, yeah, it's maybe not on the same four, level. But because, I don't know, I still wouldn't want to not be able to go see yeah. a show. You know? Yeah. Okay, she's a 10. But she... And this could either stay a 10, or... I just want to see where you stand on this. Oh. She, <laughs> she's a 10. No, okay, okay, I'll say this. She's a 7. Oh. But, sorry, I'm down a little bit. She's a seven, but she does the same exact thing you do with her life. So she's like a musical theater performer, oh. does everything the same as you, same typecast, same, except just the girl version, obviously. Like, same everything activity-wise that you do. She's exactly the same. I don't know that that changes, really? changes anything. I feel like I'm just, as long as I like the person, I don't care what they're doing. Mm. So I guess still a seven. That's good. I know. I like that. Well, the reason I ask is because I always, and I mean, I wouldn't know because I've never dated someone who like, I've never really dated someone like a musical theater person before. Um, hope to never again. <laughs> things work out with this little lawyer oh, of mine. Right. But anyways, um, I, I feel like I would like, I don't know, like, sometimes I get annoyed with myself <laughs> talking about it all the time. I need other things to, like, balance it out. So I feel like yeah. if if I dated someone who also talked about it all the time, then I would be, like... That's it. But see, well, I'm, I'm friends with so many musical theater people, and I don't find that I only talk about well, musical theater. Well, yeah, I guess them. that's true. I guess that's true. Maybe I'm just... Yeah, because my friends are... Maybe you're the just same projecting. Friends. Maybe you're just projecting. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe <laughs> I don't know what. Maybe I just. Everyone else is just gross to me now that I have a boyfriend that is awesome. Anyways, um, and okay, final one to end off this little round. She's a ten, but she does not follow along with your shrimp. Uh, your shrimp's what's it called? Shrimp oh, story, the shrimp prophecy. Yeah, whatever. she she doesn't care about the. She shrimp. doesn't care about the shrimp. Immediate zero. If I could go into <laughs> negatives, I would. Negative infinity. You're dead to me. Um. So if you guys want to know, <laughs> maybe that's a bonus episode. Hudson has this whole. I don't even know what to call it. Like storyline. Yeah. Like plot line. I mean, it's like shrimps. 
Yeah, it's like kind of a religion, but it's a joke, I swear. It's a joke. Yeah, we're like, on this Christian podcast, it's like, no, it's like a joke. But if you if you want to know all about Hudson, Hudson and his, like, he has so many just, like, things he does with his life that, like, they matter, but, like, it's not, like, a thing where it's, like, you get it a grade for it or a project that he's, like, working on. He just, like, does it. <laughs> like there's just things that you do like just commitment to yeah, the bit yes commitment to the bit like on Fridays he'll always change his Instagram name or I don't know what other ones the shrimp one or I mean there's probably so many that oh yeah just don't I haven't even <laughs> I don't even oh and the DMs them, like always. the girls in his oh DM, yeah the like people that will DM you and like they're just like robots or like people that are trying to get money or whatever yes hudson like has this whole thing about them being his girlfriend and like she's a 10 but she's always in her dms um just all this random stuff so if you guys want to follow along with his journey in the bit you can find him on instagram at hudson d blake 471 Unless it's a Friday. <laughs> and in that case, it'll be Deneba D. Blake. Deneba spelled D-E-N-E-B-A. Deneba. We love you, Deneba. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, because the, the podcast come out on Fridays. Oh, so um, if you're listening so, to this day out, <laughs> it'll be Deneba. Now we'll know who really listens real, to them right when yeah, they come out. If you get a follow request on Friday, then you know. You know who exactly. sent them. Um, so yeah, now I think the intro's long enough. Let's go ahead and uh, get on into the message today. Learn a little bit about Hudson and uh, he's going to pray us in, and then we'll get on into it. Wonderful. Uh, Well, dear Lord, thank you so much um, for the opportunity to be here today. Um, Thank you that me and Abby can uh, have this conversation, have this talk, um, and be able to share it with others. Um, I pray for your presence here today. I pray that you will will guide our conversation, um, and I pray that just in all we do, and especially um, in this podcast right now, that you will help us to, to be a light for you and for your kingdom. Um, and that we can help others to do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome, Hudson. So good. Um, I always love when the guest prays because the people listening can always get like a different sense of like prayers don't have to be the whole like start, finish, this, then this, then this kind of thing. Like it's you're just reaching out to God yeah. and it's just you're just there. So um, going ahead and getting right into it, would you like to share a little bit about how you came to know Christ? Um, were you always a Christian, or did you did he find you? Did you find him? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it. So it's kind of been in my life for as long as I can remember. I grew up in a in a Christian household. Um, I got baptized when I was seven years old. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they have a date when they knew they were saved or whatever. For me, it was just kind of. A gradual process it was all I had really known um, but it it doesn't necessarily even stop there or stop now I feel as mm-hmm. though I'm always kind of rediscovering yeah um, especially um, first year of college was was kind of really hard for me and my faith specifically um, I went through through quite a few doubts um, mm. and it kind of it it culminated towards the end of of last semester and over the summer where my doubts got really, really bad. And really? I was struggling with, you know, do I, do I even believe this anymore? I don't know. Cause there were just so many doubts that were coming my way. Um, and, and it took a while for me to realize that that's okay. Mm-hmm. That having doubts does not mean you're not a Christian anymore. Yeah. Having doubts does not mean that 
that immediately you're no longer saved. And that was something that I was struggling with because I had never experienced the level of doubts that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it felt as though, am I still a Christian? Am I saved? And so that was really something that I struggled with. And I was, I was scared to tell people, I was scared to tell my family. Mm. Um, and so I didn't for a really long time. And I think, I think that was one of the biggest mistakes I made was just like sitting in your thoughts was sitting in it because it just helped it grow even more. And it wasn't until I finally sat down and I had a conversation with my parents and I talked through it with them that I finally was able to see progress and, and getting out of that rut. Um, I started reading, I started reading some books with my dad. Um, I, I had already done this, but I, I signed up for the, the, uh, biblical studies minor, um, oh, yeah. And so now I'm taking a Christian doctrine class, which has been really informative and oh. really helpful because it's been a safe space to to discuss on, you know, a much more intellectual yeah. level of the Bible. Because, you know, you don't always have a chance to discuss the Bible in, in a more intellectual sense. And and church is amazing for, for application mm. and, for, and for talking with other believers. But I was getting to the point in my faith where I, I felt that I wanted to go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's been really, really helpful for me. Um, and so I, I think really the biggest thing that I've learned from this is that doubts will come, especially now that we're all on our own and doing yeah. our own oh thing. Gosh, it's yeah. no longer the sheltered environment and learning how to combat doubts like that because there wasn't I, I'm not sure I handled it right first semester I didn't really find myself getting getting plugged into very many places um, and you know I kind of I kind of kept it all to myself mm. um, and so this semester especially Sondheim on Sondheim kind of made things crazy I will admit oh yeah um, but I'm really now now that that's over I'm gonna try to be more intentional with finding places to plug in and uh, places where I can just have community and fellowship with other believers because I found that that's one of the most important things oh, more yeah. than logic or reason or or anything like that mm-hmm. um, yeah because in the book I'm reading right now it talks about like how important community is and uh it's mm-hmm. it's adult it's welcome to adulting by Jonathan Bacluda and he was talking about how literally the worst punishment like in our society like you go to jail right and then if you go to jail and you like mess up in jail the closest thing before like the death penalty is solitary confinement which is being alone and it's like literally our worst punishment as a society is being alone and so if you aren't surrounding yourself with community you're gonna start listening to what the devil is telling you because you're like trying to search for some sort of I guess like validation within yourself but if you start reaching for for places where you kind of like aren't being filled by like-minded people in that way then it's like where are you going to get it from kind of thing like if the church isn't talking about it I'm going to look it up and what the world tells me is different than what the church tells me kind of thing and and I you can feel it too Oh my gosh. The place yeah. when I feel strongest in my faith is when I am in fellowship with other people. When I am 100%. talking to other believers about about what we believe and having genuine discussion and fellowship with them. And that's when I really feel the Lord's presence most. I oh, mean, 100%. he says when two or more are gathered in my name, 
there I am also. Mm-hmm. And it's powerful because you can feel it. Mm, 100%. Um, so, so fellowship. That's a very, I feel like, Christian term. Like, they're yeah. very Christian <laughs> terms. So describe, like, fellowship in your own words. Like, what does having fellowship, like, discipling, what, is, what does that mean to you? And, like, how does that have meaning in your it's life? It's really just a fancy word for getting together with other other people who who believe in you know who believe in Jesus other believers and and just getting together with them and sharing in the joy of God and in the mm. glory of God that that comes from this joy that we that we both know and of course hanging out with you know people who are non-believers is always good it's always good to be a light to others and it's always you know you want to have an impact in their lives as well but there's something about getting together with other people who know the same joy mm-hmm. as you that will help bring yeah. out that joy. And it's like you can't I feel like there's an there's that balance because if you only hang out with believers you're not ministering to others. Mm-hmm. But if you're only hanging out with non-believers then how are you getting filled up? Exactly. From and your beliefs. It's like the analogy of like someone drowning in a pool. If you're standing on the side of the pool and trying to pull somebody back in it's much easier for them to pull you in than for yeah. you to pull them out. I've always heard that, but with a stage instead. Oh, because of the little yeah. <laughs> but then if you have a group of people behind you helping to pull that person <gasps> in, it becomes so much easier. I've never heard that part. Yeah. It's and a so that's why Exactly. Oh and so that's why you need that Christian fellowship behind yeah. you. So that you know how to That's how really to live good. in a way that is is not only helpful towards others in these situations, but in a way that sheds the light of Jesus. Yes. Oh my gosh, that is so good. I love that. I've never heard the group thing. <laughs> I like that group. Okay, so then, so you mentioned coming to college, and then you started struggling in college, and I'm asking this as a as a a person, uh, someone listening whatever not like a you know um, not trying to like come at you but like you know college is in quotations the time where you find your friends like you're surrounded by people like how can you not find community like it's college like there's so many kinds of people at college so what would you say to the the person saying like you know you say oh this is when I started doubting like and then I started realizing how important fellowship is like aren't you supposed to find that automatically when you get to college? You know, because <laughs> there's just multiplied people in your life. You know, like how does, how did, how did you navigate that and in, in finding your people or still finding your people? So, it's it's a lot about I think intention, because I was part of a Bible study. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. going to church in the mornings. But I'm not sure my intention was ever in the right place. I was going to a Bible study because, you know, I had friends who were doing the Bible study and I felt that I needed to because that was that was something that I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. I'm supposed to be... But I never really felt as though I wanted to be there always. It always felt like, oh, you know, I'll squeeze this in, but there are definitely things that are more important to me. And, you know, oh, my friends are planning to go out tonight, so... Oh, well, hopefully we can keep this short. And it wasn't yeah. It wasn't always like that. Bradley, if you're listening, I did really enjoy <laughs> our, bi- our Bible study. I enjoyed it a lot. But <laughs> That's so funny. But with all those doubts circling in my head, it it didn't always feel like my intentions were in, 
in the right place. And with church, mm-hmm. it would be just a thing where I would go on Sundays, and then I never really the checklist. It was a checklist kind of thing. I never really went back, and there, and and that's I think the the place where it was the biggest lack of fellowship for me is that normally in the past my sunday my sunday morning church is not just my sunday morning church it's i'm there other times of the week and i'm making yeah. friends with the people who are there mm-hmm. and it becomes a community but it wasn't like that yeah. at all last year and it's so hard cuz we we cuz Hudson and I like church hopped together for a little while um, and we both found different churches and you know mm-hmm. which is great we both found like the churches that we like to go to but it's really hard going from super rooted connections in a church that you love to trying to find that again and thinking you're going to get that result like right off the bat because we were so excited like oh church hopping cool like (laughs) getting plugged in and it was exhausting Mm -hmm. tiring nothing felt right like yeah everything was just weird um so I totally like can understand what you're saying just with that so was there a shift or are you still searching for that shift or was the shift more internal where it's like, it's okay that I'm feeling? So, um, I'll be honest, Sondheim on Sondheim has kind of, has kind of messed with a lot of things because it's taken mm. up a lot of weekends. Um, but I think the main thing I've realized is that I need to get more plugged in at the church that I'm at. Mm. Um, because I do, I really did feel as though that was the church that God was calling me to out of all mm. the churches we visited that's the one that I felt that I felt drawn to the one that I felt I needed to be at. Um, and I felt very, very welcomed by, by the community there and the group. Um, we went together to a few of the, the Sunday night college group stuff, but then I got busy and Sunday night college stuff couldn't always happen because I had rehearsals or whatever. And then once I stopped going a few times, it was easy to just say, oh, well, I don't really feel like going tonight. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, my friends are, once again, my friends are hanging out. I didn't really want to all the time and so then I fell out of it and so mm-hmm. then it was just going on Sunday mornings um and so I think that's that's where I'm talking about intention is I really want to try to this semester and hopefully all of college be much more intentional about making those connections and starting to go to extra stuff helping out on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. with you know whether that be children's or being an usher or something like that mm-hmm. I think there is something about getting plugged into a church, getting to know people and even service. Yes. I think service at a church is one of the, one of the biggest ways to, to really help find your home there. Oh, 100%. I mean, even like we are, we are planted, we have this desire, this God given desire to want to serve and want to work. Mm -hmm. Like that's, it brings community, but it's also like, it gives us this purpose to like actually do something. Um, But I want to applaud you because, and you know, like, all glory to God. Uh, I wanted to applaud you because I think it's so beautiful that, like, something I struggle with is presenting myself in a way that, like, seems like I have it all figured out. And I, I want to come off, like, I'm, I'm very open about my struggles, but I also in my faith want it to come off. Like, I catch myself all the time being like, I have to look like I know what I'm talking I'm about. very and, much and it, the same way. Yes. And so I applaud you so much because obviously you are very rooted in your faith and very driven in your faith. Still, even while being open and honest about your doubts and even being open and honest about I'm busy and I'm trying to do this and I can't. And yeah. like, this and is I won't a lie, season. It's hard to admit. 
It's, oh, yes. There's very much something in me that wants to not to share not say it. Exactly. any of this and make it seem like I have it all figured yeah. out. Yeah, and like I think it, the human and maybe even the performers of us that like to have everything yeah. in the nice little package when it's ready kind of thing. Um, like when someone would ask to like be on a podcast, like it would be very easy to just be like, oh shoot, like I'm in this weird place right now where... You know, I'm coming out of this like season of doubt and like refinding my faith again. Like, I don't know if I really can do this. Like, I don't know if I'm ready, but I think it's beautiful that like you are here because you're never going to be ready. <laughs> like, at, like if we're... I won't lie. I did think about turning this no, podcast I'm down so just because of that. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't because this is so amazing for people to hear that like so many people are going to resonate with this that like you don't have to wait till you are the quote unquote right Christian or the like wait till you're out of whatever season you're in whether it's a hard one a weird one a good bad if you don't know what it is really but you still like identify as a christian there's no there's no rule book that says like oh you have to fit these requirements before talking about jesus and spreading the gospel and i will say that was one of the the biggest things that helped me through my doubt was talking to others about it and hearing that they experienced the same things. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes doubt feels isolated. It feels like all of these other people don't, don't feel, feel doubt. Yeah. They don't feel as though mm-hmm. that there's anything there pulling them away from it. And that's isolating. Oh, and so yeah. talking through it with other people and realizing that you're not alone, I think, is one of the biggest things. 100%. 100%. I, I heard in a Jonathan Bakluda, again, <laughs> he said, I'm just obsessed with them. He said, um, God takes our mess and makes it our message. And that's very apparent mm-hmm. in this podcast right now. Because, like, I mean, I had no idea. Like, you know, no one ever knows what's going on. Like, I had no idea that this was, you know, I thought yeah. we were going to sit here and talk about your life and, you know, <laughs> different things and theater and blah, 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 blah. And it's very clear that, like, you are passionate about speaking about this because this is something that's so heavy on your heart. And that's beautiful. And, like, you know, God allows these seasons in our life to be able to further the gospel and spread his message more. And so, like, yeah, this season is weird and hard and, you know, I don't know where you're at. And, you know, you obviously want to get connected in a way as you shared, like, more. But it's like, you know, when those connections start happening, like, you're going to have, like, a platform almost or, like, a place to start mm-hmm. to connect with people where, like, everyone experiences doubt. You know, everyone can bond over not really knowing where their confidence is and and the beautiful thing is that our confidence is from the lord like that's why we doubt because we can't do it on our own like if we never had doubt why would we need jesus you know what i mean um (laughs) so to a, a certain point it's almost like you know he allows it to strengthen us because that's the glory of god and he wants his children to be strong but it's also like you know these things are are human because we are designed as humans to need God. Like we cannot do it on our own. And so, you know, whether that's doubt, which we all experience or which I've touched on in many of my podcasts, you know, my thing is body image and I talk about it all the time and I'll talk about it till the day I die. And, um, you know, but there's just so many things that, that we just need to start being open about while we're in those seasons. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I love, I just, I mean, I don't love, I don't love that you're like going through it, obviously. But um, yeah, but I love that you're able to talk about that. And so, yeah, one thing that you said a little before was like Sondheim and it's, it's hard to like stay connected and, um, and doing that 
while also staying grounded in your faith. Um, so what do you think are some ways, whether you've like experienced them more in your high school years where you had things more figured out or like ideas in the future, um, where you can kind of implement that and, and like, what does it mean for you to be considered a Christian first before a performer and like execute that in life? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's cause it's really hard. Yeah. Because no I feel care. like when people are like, oh, what do you do? You're like, oh, I'm an actor. Or, oh, I'm a farmer. Or, oh, I'm a, you know, whatever <laughs> yeah. your job is. But it's like, well, we're a Christian Yeah. first. What are your thoughts on that? I think, I don't know. This this feels like just the word that God has really laid on my, on my heart today. So I'll keep going back to it. I really think it's all about intention. Yeah. No, that's great. I think, yeah. I think God can call us to so many different things. And the line between doing it for God's glory and doing it for our own glory is intention. Mm -hmm. I think you can do almost any profession under the sun. Obviously there are probably some professions that you shouldn't be doing. Um, (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) back to what we were talking about. Um, I think, I think you can easily be a performer, but have it be for the glory of God. Make sure that when you are, when you are doing this thing that you love, I think it's just important to make sure that in all you do, it's not about you. I think it's important to make sure that, that you're, that you're giving the glory to God and, and making sure that you express that in the way that you live your life. Hmm. I think that one of the, one of the major trappings that I fall into a lot is taking all the credit for myself and letting all of those compliments sink in because it feels good. Yeah. But I think it's important to remember that it's all for the glory of God and that we need to be giving God the credit. People can say, oh, you know, you're so good. How did you do it? And it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, I practiced a lot and, you yeah. know, I, yeah. I, did, I did so much to get here. But that's, that's not the real answer. Who's exactly. the one who gave us this ability, who gave us this calling? Mm-hmm. God is the one who did it. Without God, I couldn't make a single sound, yeah. much less sing. Um... I think that's interesting that you say that because, you know, you, you talk about like, you know, how you experience doubt. And I feel like, and I mean, I don't know, there's no Bible verse that's coming to my head that I can like attach to the statement that I'm about to say, but it's almost as if like we accept these compliments as like validation to ourselves. But Hmm. the moment that like that's gone, like the moment you were out of the place where you were used to getting that validation from like your family, your church at home, and you went to a new place where it is all gone away, you don't have that anymore. And so that doubt comes in as to where if we give all glory to God and then we go somewhere else or our, our place changes or like we as a person changes, what stays the same is that foundation of the Lord. Like he is with us everywhere. Um, and that doubt, we're able to fight it with with his word. And like you said, like giving all glory to God, like everything you do, do it with the intention of glorifying God. Like that's in the Bible. Like everything you do, do it to glorify the Lord. Um, I love that. But it's, I also think though, you know, it's easy to like beat ourselves up about it. But I think there's also something beautiful about, you know, I never would want, you to cower or or be like no no <laughs> if I give you a compliment because I think God also yeah. wants it, like his children it's like it's like saying oh this this artwork that you painted is beautiful 
you know, like this artwork piece is just amazing. Uh, obviously, the artwork isn't going to be like, thank you. But, yeah. you know, it's like, thank you. Like, you can allow it to make you feel good, but when you start letting that define your self-worth, I think is where it gets And scary. I think it's about, it's about having pride in yourself versus having pride in mm, what God allows you yes, to do. Yes, yes, yes. Because, obviously, the Bible has a lot to say about pride. And mm-hmm. I think the line is, Am I proud because I feel as though this is where my worth comes from? Like you were saying, am I exalting myself? Or Mm -hmm. am I proud of what I've done because it is something that God has allowed me to do and something that I am grateful that God has allowed me to do? Mm -hmm. Am I sharing in this joy that God has made for us? Because God's joy doesn't just come to everybody in one way. God made us all different and he lets us experience the joy of his creation in so many ways. Mm. Um, and that's, that's the beauty of this earth that God has made is he, he created us to experience the joys of this world and to, um, experience the joys of, of his glory. Mm -hmm. And so to combine those into one, to experience the joys of this world in a way that honors him and that glorifies him, I think is one of the most powerful things you can do. That was you were preaching to them, like, that was good. Like, that was really good. Um, what can I say? God was speaking to me. I know, I know. For, for the real, glory of God. For the glory of God, man. Um, that was awesome. I think that's a, a great place to end. I mean, I could talk about this forever. Oh, for sure. Um, if you guys want to hear Hudson back, well, you just, you can let him know in his DMs, <laughs> in Daniba's DMs, uh, or my DMs <laughs> at That's Life Pod on Instagram. The That's Life Pod on Instagram. Um, don't forget the the. Because that's the, the is very important. Um, but yeah, Hudson, I, I, I learned a lot about you. I did not know <laughs> that this, all of this was in this little boy body, little man body. Little man, man body. body. You're not a boy or a man. Not, I'm a man. He's a, I'm a Muppet or a man. <laughs> um, theater kids. Anyways, um, Hudson, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for um, inviting me. You were awesome. Is there any... Any last words that you would like to say to the people of the pod? Any last words? Um, I'd just like to say that giraffe ate your cat. Um, what? You can figure out what that means, I guess. What? Giraffe. He's giraffe. giraffe. He's a giraffe, but he's like a really big giraffe, like taller than a two-story building, and he eats cats, and he ate your cat. Mine. Well, and the listeners. He ate everybody's Is this cat. like a cheese touch kind of thing? No. Where, like, you have to pass it on? No, it's just giraffe, he eats everybody's cat. Is this a well-known thing? Or is this a bit? This is, it definitely is not a bit. It's oh, a real is... thing and not a bit. <laughs> I repeat, real. <laughs> he says smiling. <laughs> he says smiling, crossing his arms. Um, okay. Well, all for the glory of God, man. Uh, there's probably some giraffe eating I mean, cat eating giraffes in heaven, and maybe yeah. you'll be the, the and maybe keeper of them. I'll be the keeper of them. I probably will be. Who knows? <laughs> you know what? God's listening, so maybe He can make that come true. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Hudson loves you. Jesus loves you. And we're going to say that's life, and that's life on three. One, two, three. And, and that's, that's life. life.